puck deep, you know, play the corners hard and see if good things will happen for us. Yep. We're back. Just dishing it. 37. Joined as always by Derek Hoskin, our friggin' awesome producer, running everything, making sure me and Tudor don't just completely screw up. And as I just mentioned, John Toots Tudor, fresh off his second appearance as a burner. Second appearance, right? Second, yeah. Second appearance. Looks fantastic back there. Um, but yeah, more to come on the, uh, the old beer league stuff. There's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting things going on that I've seen, but we'll get to it. I just want to mention quickly. Thank you as always, everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And to the dish and faithful out there, new merch is coming. We are buttoning up a few things. New merch drop is coming. Stay tuned. It is going to be the coolest one yet. That's kind of the theme we like to do here. We like to keep topping ourselves, keep doing better and better. Yeah, stacking like Legos. Do you guys like Legos? Were you Lego yeah. people? Oh, I yeah, I, Lego. I had a ton yeah, of them. Like yeah. Yeah, our friend, uh, someone we've actually collabed with a little bit, um, helped him with some merch producer, Nitty Gritty. Started putting those in his rider for tours, a Lego thing you can do while he waits for his set. That's dope. It's a real, it was such a cool <laughs> idea. <laughs> great rider. That's a great rider. Yeah, it's a cool I'm sure piece. people probably, uh, dude, knowing working in the industry, I'm sure when they <clears throat> look at the rider and see that, they're probably like, the fuck, a Lego set? Like, yeah. What is this? I feel like and it's then they're like, And then they probably get really mad because, like, usually, like, shopping a for a rider one. is like, well, yeah, you go to a, you gotta go to like a fucking toy store or something like that. And like, if you're, especially if you're like in a downtown setting, like, yeah, yeah that's got to be pretty frustrating for someone. You know, pay an extra Uber to get to it. I would. I mean, up. if there's, if if a venue's smart, I would, I would just order one off of Amazon, off of good old Prime, two days yeah. before. Hopefully, you get the rider two days before it, and you just, yeah. just get it. But. Stick yeah, an intern on that. If he screws it up, he's gone. Yeah, a he, runner that that definitely puts a foil in a runner's day. Uh, <laughs> like looking at it, like oh man, I would just usually go to the grocery store and out, a, and liquor store yeah. and call it a day. And like, it's the snack it, section in the liquor. Is some yeah. of them you might even be able to just go to a gas station if they like white claws or beer or something. You know, most of the time. But yeah. then literally, then you're like, oh, I gotta go to fucking Toys R Us. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's so sick though like i mean as no, someone I, as I, like I, a venue awesome. person though where you're like you're always wearing like what are some of these like these rock stars you hear all the rock stars the rapper like all the musician stories just partying like a, mad men and women and stuff and you're just like this guy's back here building legos i got nothing to worry about Dude, here if i walked back some good, good clean night. family fun of his too good clean family fun if there. i walked into a green room and saw the artist just building legos i'd be like all right this this night could go very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> could be really good or it could be really bad. Yeah, he's either he's either going to keep this energy or he's saving it for something. So we'll see. <laughs> A little mental workout. Um, so yeah, I uh, big merch drop coming. Really excited about it. The king, the creative genius. Mr. Matthew Keeler has been busting his ass on this. This is some real. It's just I'm not going to say too much about it because we want to kind of surprise everybody. It's going to be really cool 
you know, we're, we're continuing that push to, to put some creativity, puts that flair, shoving that into the game because we're slowly starting to see it trickle. We got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. I, I will say, Bunny, without without like revealing any of the sneak peeks that I've seen, like I'm going to have to push my own boundaries here with style. Cause like you guys, you guys have seen me, like I'm a very like plain t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. Like when I go somewhere, like I might have to push the boundaries here with, uh, with what's coming out with the boys. I never know when I see Tudor most of the time, unless it's showing up at a beer league game. I never know if he got like, if he was just chilling he just got out of work or he was at like a PTA meeting. Like it's all kind of just, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, if you look at, if, if everyone can like look at the merch when it drops and then picture me in it, like I usually look like a Ralph Lauren catalog threw up. Nah. And no, that's no, no, no. Well, no that, uh, you're clean, hoodie, buddy. You're clean. You're, that the the hoodie's gonna look just fine on you there. Too. Yeah, you're kind of <laughs> simple. You're a little. You got a little hot for in you. You're, you're very simple. Oh, 100 percent. But I think it was funny because like I saw like some of the stuff and I was like, damn, like I'm gonna have to step outside my comfort zone here. Yeah. But let's roll. Yeah, it's fun, man. Fashion supposed to be fun. Supposed to be cool. That's how I. That's how. That's kind of how I was when I first wore the joggers with the, the, uh, the not the blue. The blue and yellow ones were fine. The cargo the, ones. The cargo ones. I yeah. was like, okay, these are different. I like them personally. I was just like, I just don't know how like the general public is gonna like look at cargo joggers. And I'm not joking you. That's like the. Mo- pair of pants that i get like the most compliments on i was yeah, like, like when i was down in, like I was that, down in north carolina i was down in north carolina and like this like 60 year old starter at a golf course saw me wearing them and he was just like those pants are damn nice he was just like you can keep a lot of <laughs> shit in there and i'm just like yeah i could keep like golf balls and he's like no you don't have to tell me what you can keep in there he's like but you can keep a lot of shit in there and I was oh just my like, god that's awesome i was like this is great this why is, like, were you this... wearing those at a golf course <laughs> well, I was just, we were checking out of the resort and oh. i was just like wearing oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. i was picturing you like walking up to the first tee and like yeah hey, man, I, I would and... do that at like eden valley here but yeah that's fair. not like uh i was gonna say i was surprised solid. the guy didn't light you up for that no, no, I thought he was going to. He started talking about it. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Where is this going to go? And then he was just like, those are Damn nice. kids and their, their sweatpants and their tattoos. and You know, if anything, if anything, the the older generation would probably appreciate them because you know they love their they love their uh, cargos. Yeah, you got the storage space. Like, I don't have to wear my fanny pack no more. Although I don't really keep too much in them. So. Yeah, no, it's... It's, you know, it's style. The cargo's back in. You know, every fashion's cyclical. You know, cargo's big in up. the big in the fish scene. Uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a buddy. Oh, yeah. that, I have a buddy that wears that wore like a button up t shirt, cargo pants, uh, cargo shorts, and then he had those Jordan slides that were the cargo Jordan slides that had like cargo pockets on them. And oh like, yeah, it's <laughs> like this is the most like dad thing i think i've ever seen yeah. my entire life that's all time yeah that is all time mm-hmm. um so yeah boys i mean good time of the year i mean we we got a lot of sports going on uh, hockey is well underway finally i wanted one thing i thought of as we were starting i wanted to go around here 
biggest surprise so far this season, not the Buffalo Sabres. I was going to say the Buffalo Sabres. Too easy. That one would have been too easy. easy. We're talking NHL, right? NHL. Okay. Um, I want to say that it's a surprise, but it's not really a surprise. But the Maple Leafs being hot garbage. Um, but it's actually really not a surprise. But, I mean, I, it, I I just thought that they would have been able to, like, turn it around, you know. But then again, they, like, really screwed themselves with their goalie situation and didn't really help themselves out to get better this year and just let Freddie walk and, you know, so. Yeah, it was, the Leafs are always interesting. I don't know. Tudor, go again because let's 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 have you go because I gotta circle back because I guess mine's not really, dude. All I'm, that surprising. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm I'm kind of I just pulled up like the NHL app and I'm kind of looking at the standings and I mean a couple things. I mean obviously not the Sabers. One like I thought Florida would be good. I didn't think they would be eight zero and one good through nine games. I had a feeling uh, that they were going to be very good. You know, but another kind of different one too is um, the New York Rangers have kind of been better than I expected them to be. Um, they're a team that has a ton of young talent. Right? You talk about. Obviously, Adam Fox went in the Norris last year, just signed the huge contract. Keandre Miller on the back end, it looks like a beast right now. Like he's playing well. You got uh, um, Kako up front, Lafreniere, um, Zabanajad, like Kreider. You've got some good pieces. Uh, but game one, they came in, and Shesterkin signed like the big deal uh, in the offseason, their goaltender. And they started Georgiev game one after Shesterkin signs this big deal. And he got lit up like dude couldn't stop anything. And I was like, oh, here we go with the Rangers again. Like they're going to be dog shit this year. And they really turned it on. Shesterkin's finding his groove. He stood on his head and stole a couple games for him already this year. I mean, that's that's a team that I think could really make some noise here down the stretch. And I don't know that I anticipated them being a playoff team this year, but the way they're playing through 10 games, I think they're going to be one of the tough teams to beat in the East. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, oh, yeah, my God. I, sorry, side note. I just uh-huh. got sent a tweet here um, uh-huh. about – I was this was going to get brought up later on in the show, but we might as well just, like, rip this off here. Okay. Kevin Weeks just tweeted about the what's supposed to be on the table for the Eichel. Oh. Um, Kachuk, an upcoming first-round pick and a former first-round pick and two prospects in the Eichel sweepstakes. That's got to yeah. be that's – don't, I don't understand deal. why that deal is not done yet. <laughs> I just, honestly. I mean – I mean, it's best case scenario, right? You get you get to chalk, you get some other assets, but then also Jack is out west in Calgary, and you only have to see him twice a year. Yeah. What? But here's the thing, though, that's easy to forget. Um, if I'm Calgary, why is that? It, you're acquiring Jack Eichel to put be 
a big, bigger threat for the playoffs. No, so you, I understand. But why, when people, when I hear like, how hasn't this happened yet? It's because like, it's it's chess. It's just a game of chess. It's a waiting game. You're you're mm-hmm. playing chicken. So it's like, if you can wait till the absolute last second to give up a guy like Kachuk or Peyton Krebs, if you're Vegas, you know what I mean. You're gonna do so. True. Yeah, I think I'm looking at the the standings now too. I mean, Calgary's second behind or second right behind Edmonton, but they're tied at 14 points uh, right now in the Pacific, and that's kind of a weak division. So, I mean, do you want to give up to Chuck for a guy that probably isn't going to be able to play this year? Well, they're gonna, or if, he, or if he does play this year and gets that disc, the artificial disc replacement, it's gonna be a while, regardless. Well, it's gonna be at least, I believe, six weeks before he can get on the ice again. Or right. Like, they said like train. three months before he could even like be cleared to play or something. Three to six months. So said. that's so that's yeah. a thing, right? Is like you're you're giving up. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, this is not a win today move if you're trading for Jack Eichel, regardless of who your who your team is. But if you think, like, if Calgary makes this trade, does that basically say, like, I get that we're up at the top in the Pacific, but we don't think we have a legit shot to win anyway with this roster? Or like, if we get in the playoffs, we don't think we're going anywhere. I mean, realistically, if you look at that, if that's what's on the table, all you lose is. You, you lose is Kachuk, which is one roster spot, and the former first-round draft pick is probably, like, within the last two years, so he's probably either A, still in juniors, or B, in their minor program. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, the Realistically, like, roster-wise, they're, I mean, yeah, Kachuk is a huge part of their roster, but, like... He's a pretty niche part of your roster as well, too. Yeah, you know, like, I think he's still young, though. So it's almost like a, it's an even swap. But Eichel's like the more established, like higher ceiling. Is way higher ceiling. But so how I do you like, think? Do you think he fits in better with this Sabers team too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. That's oh, a, like, yeah. yeah. He would be a literal poster child for this Sabres team, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, just these guys are just. He's all, got skill and he's pain in the ass to play. And, and I think if you're the, hard. I think if you're the organization too, right? You have to, you have to know that. And like, we all know being in Buffalo, right? That Buffalo fans like that blue collar, gritty type player. And yeah, if he would you be a get a guy like yeah, Chuck in here, it, yeah, but you can. I'm I'm not I saying like, I'm not I'm like not saying that they head. don't like skill, Benny. I'm saying like they like the pain in the ass guy. Yeah, and, like the thing is, a guy a guy like to Chuck is a guy that fans are gonna get excited over, and when Eichel is moved, which obviously is gonna happen no matter where he goes, as an organization. You're probably looking also at who are these people going to get excited about, right? Like all the all these people that are still coming to games this year wearing their nine or fifteen Eichel jersey, 
who are they going to get excited about? And I think there's a lot of young prospects that can be thrown around from different teams that people in Buffalo wouldn't get as excited about as Kachuk. And that's got to play into part of the decision, right? If you're trying at the end of the day, yeah, you're trying to win and put together a good hockey team, which Kachuk can do for you as well as some prospects or some players from other teams. But you're also trying to put asses in the seats and sell tickets, and you got to get someone that fans are excited about in a return. Even if, yeah. even if, because there's definitely returns they could get from other teams, like even like Krebs, right? Like that would be a good return, him from Vegas, and maybe a couple picks, prospects with him, whatever. But he's not like a household hockey name that like your average Sabres fan is going to get excited about. You heard Benny because you understand who who he is. Yeah. But I'm saying the average fan probably doesn't really know anything about him. And like they would see that trade and they'd be like, who? And they'd have to go look him up. They see a trade for Kachuk and some other pieces, they're pumped. They're back to being all in on the Sabres team. And they're probably back to going to the arena. So we got more than 8,400 people there. Keep in mind, too, your point about Peyton Krebs. It's kind of a similar effect to Jack Eichel. Like when Jack Eichel goes out west, because it certainly seems like that's where he's going. Everyone knows he's sick, but people don't realize how good he is. I don't. I really don't think. And you know, obviously, yeah, we'll see how he definitely. comes back. But when you like, I've watched Peyton Krebs a good amount. The kid's a player, and yeah, he is. And they this happens though. And we talked about him earlier. Adam Fox. Nobody yeah. knew who the hell he was when he was in Calgary. Most people even forget he was there. Like. So from where I think your point, Tudor, mm-hmm. I think I'm looking at that as that screams to me Pagulas got their tentacles on that one. Where in my I would think just from what's been tossed around, Adams might be more interested in the potential package he could get from Vegas because I think they have better prospects. I, and, and I agree with you. And to I my guess, knowledge, I don't. I admit I don't know Calgary's that well outside of what's the guy's right. name? Zari Zari? How you pronounce yeah. it? And I, I, there's one other I'm blanking on. But so yeah. so I agree with you there. I guess what my point was is I think what some of this turns into, right, from a PR and a put asses and seats perspective, which does scream Pagulas have their hands on it, is a. It's as much, I think, a business decision as it is a hockey decision. And we can debate whether it should or shouldn't be. Uh, But I guess what I'm saying is I think that getting Krebs in a package is unbelievably valuable. And I think that's something that is a really good return. As good, if not better, as a Tachuk and package return. My point is, I think to the average fan, they're going to be more excited with the house, with the more household name and the the more established player you know obviously it helps his father's a all-timer um but walt is that what they call him is that his yeah so uh i think that might play into it as well too i mean derek i see you nodding i'm not sure what you're thinking there but does that make sense i mean yeah i i think it's just it's definitely I, well, and also you have to think about, and the tweet also mentions too, is like from what Kevin Week says, is like Kachuk is also a future potential captain. 
you know, like he's a he's a raw raw guy, you know, definitely like gotta be a good locker room guy. So um I think that's a whole nother thing that also adds into it. Obviously you're just got rid of your captain and it's like if you can possibly pick up a guy that also gives you a captaincy like right away possibly yeah. um rather than a guy who is like a high skilled like Krebs and it's like he might pan out in the end is like I think you know I, I he's definitely good no doubt but like I think you're taking more of a chance on Krebs and obviously might have a higher ceiling whereas like Chuck you know what kind of player you're getting out of him but like he's a play he's like a instant you know we haven't heard of an established player coming back from vegas the focus has always been krebs it seems like as the point whereas for this one you got an established player and a potential captain i think he he, does he have an a already i think so he might already and then they also said that there's a upcoming you know in upcoming first an upcoming first round pick and a former first round pick and two prospects like that's a lot i mean right i'd rather take you know i mean granted you're getting a lot of prospects out of it and then like i think that allows you then to i don't think you want to jump on it too quick but i think it allows you to move up your you know jack quinn a lot faster you know, into your system with the addition of like, you know, we're not even feeling the pressure to rush him at all. <laughs> or I guess that, that could be the that other way to look at it. Too. Yeah. yeah. Gives you that option at least where at least you can sit there and evaluate it mm-hmm. with a peace of mind. If you're Kevin Adams, because I know our prospect, you know what I, mean? I know our prospect pool is like not super hot, just like, well, it, now it's, it, it's gotten better. If over you the take out this, the most recent draft, yeah, 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 yeah. But the the lack of our scouting not being there definitely hurt. I think we didn't get as deep of players um, as we should have. Certainly, uh, sounds back. Yeah, yeah. And I think this this past draft was really well done. Got a lot of help. But I I think this the past like the the past couple of years have been real tough. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's – dude, it seems like more than at any point I remember that we're as close as we've ever been, even when the draft was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. like, a, a lot of the players I, that from these, like, most recent draft are, are – or, like, in the past two years have succeeded and are doing really well, like, from the later round picks, I feel like, whereas before, you know, with Botterill and whatever, you were only seeing – like your top round picks succeeding, whereas like now you're seeing your like later picks kind of flourish. Um, I mean, obviously, with your exception of Olafson, who was a pretty yeah. late pick, obviously. So, yeah, I'm trying to look up. Stupid, hold on. Um, oh, just to circle back though on most surprising mm-hmm. thing, um, I'll say mine is. Uh, seeing how much Boston has struggled this year, I guess um, their goalie problems have been all over the place. And yeah. I mean, they're just, they're literally, they're one point ahead of Ottawa, two points ahead of Montreal. And I guess also that's another one too, to seeing how bad Montreal is after a cup run, you know? I mean, yeah. obviously, Carey Price not being there is like yeah, they uh, huge. No they Shea Weber. Sent, they just sent yeah. Caulfield down to the AHL like two days ago. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, "What is that move?" I thought that was very weird. 
Yeah, I haven't watched them that close, so I can't speak on it. But uh, just reference boys back to Calgary. Matthew Chuck, he makes his cap hit is seven million this year, seven million next year, um, and then he is a restricted free agent. So it's not terrible. I mean, you alleviate a lot of money getting rid of Jack Eichel, so it's like that's definitely a justified move. I they just gotta ha- they gotta I think have- my surprise. My you know his, you know his is, cap hit is going to hit like nine mil then once you re-sign him more than likely, which is that's almost that's basically a straight swap. So mm-hmm. yeah, but you get two years of um, a lower hit, like a lower hit, and a, like a a much you get two years of like you know a, f- a little bit of financial. Regain. I mean, I don't. There's no one on our not roster that, right now that that's making. Everyone makes seven hundred. Yeah, I was going to say that we have more than enough money to spend. I don't know what our actual numbers are, but we definitely have more. He's than a, he's numbers. only twenty three too. Really? No. Yeah. Yep. And Jack is what 20? 24, 20. I think he turns twenty five this month, doesn't he? That's an even swap, I'd say. Yeah. I would take that all day. I mean, the comments. I'm pretty sure were like pretty unanimous man i mean what the hell is buffalo waiting for is the top pick <laughs> but why, i guess i don't get there. can you read can yes. you read that tweet again yeah for all asking my understanding is the nhl flames have kachuk who is a future potential captain an upcoming first round pick a former first round pick and two prospects in the Eichel sweepstakes with the Buffalo Sabres. See, I, that's kind of vague, though. What Does he mean that's what Calgary's willing to give up? I don't know if that's what he's saying. Or is that what Buffalo's asking? No, I think that's what Calgary is, like, offering. So, I think so that- then the can, so the only if that's the case, the only thing I can imagine that the holdup is with Kevin Adams is and Calgary is the conditions part of how Eichel comes back and what for the draft picks. Yeah, that, that's got to be the only yeah. thing. If that's if that's right, wow. Yeah, it's probably it'll probably be a first round draft pick. Conditionally, it'll probably be like a second round pick if Eichel doesn't come back some type of deal or some shit like that. It's got, what, what do you think the conditions would be in that? Do you think it's games played or like, how do you, that's probably what the complicated, I don't even know how it's you got to be games played. Yeah. There's definitely something because you know, out of that deal, if they're willing to give up Kachuk, uh, the percentage of games over the, X the, amount of time, maybe they definitely want a, like some insurance and the insurance is going to be in those picks in the conditionals. Yeah. It won't be much. I mean, you're taking a huge risk, obviously, letting go of him and, you know, your prospects, but it's definitely going to be Blake. what you're going to – and it'll probably – I wouldn't doubt. It'll probably be um, – I bet you also another holdup is probably uh, how much money we retain out of this year's contract for Jack and it how could much be. they take. I, I wouldn't doubt that's probably another thing too, because essentially it's a dead year, so it's like ten million dollars of that someone's going to have to pay. Yeah, I wonder if Buffalo. I, I almost wonder if Adams is probably like, a fifty-fifty. Yeah, I'm bet he's saying that, but I bet you Calgary's probably like, well, you should take it an, another year too, as part of the conditions to see how he comes back. 
Probably. I know this is all as speculation. An as an insurance, that that could be in another insurance thing too. It's super interesting to think about now that we've. I feel like we've talked about this so much on this show, but we haven't had like real substance like this. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because literally, this is like what that's been this no is, new this, information. Well, for this so is long. what that. Dude, that's what that. That was the best thing about last night, and also I think that's a huge thing about ESPN having broadcasts is that they get all of the reporters from it too and i think the breaking news is like way better yeah. i think like obviously you had your heavy hitters but like there are so many more people on the table that deliver like heavy news like that i feel like emily kaplan has like she's been doing awesome skyrocketed since like since they took off emily if you're listening we'd love to have you on the show wow that would that's be that's a fact that'd be incredible it would that'd be an be, honor that'd be amazing Let's start cold, cold tagging her, cold tagging her, cold emailing her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah no, she's it. been killing it, and uh, that piece of information last night was definitely like sent. Like I feel like hockey Twitter into a frenzy. Well, right? I think it puts like to your point too, Derek. It puts more pressure on like the heavy hitters too. Like, um, you know, your normal hockey Drag- breaking news sources yeah Drager. like Drager, friedman like mm-hmm. all those guys because for them like you know with tsn and a lot of the canadian outlets they typically were breaking all the hockey stories trades all the news now all of a sudden it's not just the same three or four guys breaking everything so yeah, uh-huh. like you, you kind of have to work at it, like even more so, or you're gonna fall behind. Yeah. Wow. Now we've got now that tweet is got something that Greg Wisniewski, he's a Yahoo writer. Yeah. Yep. He tweeted something saying, "Whispers <laughs> was the Calgary package leaked for Vegas to see." No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. That's that's part of the game. I wouldn't. That could have been. That could have been. Honestly, dude. On, that could have been a Kevin Adams move. That could have been really like. Mm-hmm. I'd like, go to Kevin Weeks about it. Yeah. Le- leak what he's got. Say so you got to keep this anonymous, and then see what Vegas returns with, and then make your final decision. Yeah. Watch him end up somewhere that's like not Calgary or Vegas, like somewhere just completely after, off after, the wall. After like hearing, after hearing that, Twitter, if, he no, if he doesn't, if he gone. ends up somewhere off the wall, I'm gonna be pretty pissed. Be shocked, so right? Yeah, I'm gonna I be can't, pretty pissed. I can't just, just no, <laughs> because you know it's gonna be somewhere annoying. Like these places aren't annoying at all. So the blues for Tarasenko. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, I um, now that I'm, dude, this is so, this is so funny. This is happening. This is legit real time too that we're getting some of these. Like that tweet, the week's tweet was on as we started recording. I want to check out. Um, yeah, that broke forty two minutes ago. Yeah, so it was right, right as we were kind of doing this here. Um, yeah, there, there was, um. So, because what do you, we need a center back? No, so there's. I mean, I'm thinking the prospects or the former picks. Like, I'm starting to wonder who that's going to be. I know this isn't great content for the listeners. I wouldn't say it's not ideal, but it's interesting to think about. But yeah, if all of that and Brady Kachuk is the key of the return, I mean, shit. 
let's get this conditions figured out. Let's get it going. Because to Tudor's point, out of anything I have heard, even since Eichel gave that, we'll call it a damning season end locker clean out day press conference, and this whole thing started, really got going. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's been the more exciting return as far as just like that people can get excited about like i was saying out tutor's point earlier when we first started this it's super uh ah i don't know man we'll see it's uh it's constant twists and turns this damn thing it's gonna be interesting that 30 for 30 they make on this one day <laughs> oh man anyways i want to talk to our baseball guy tutor up. The Astros go down. How are you feeling? Great. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, I don't understand how you could be a baseball fan and not be rooting for Atlanta and the yeah. World Series. I think if you're an Astros fan, uh, you're delusional. Like, you know, maybe a little bit here. Uh, but no, I mean, it's it's good to it's good to see the uh, the Braves win um they haven't won since 95 so ended a bit of a drought there for uh the city of atlanta's baseball fans which is which is cool and they're a fun team to watch they've got uh some exciting players it was cool to see freddie freeman finally win a world series i mean he's been just an unbelievable player um, and figure through the league the last you know decade or so um but yeah it's it's cool, and I actually I saw Jared Carabas tweet this morning, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he was like, um, he he was like, I, I almost gets worse for Astros fans to get there every year and then lose rather than not get there at all. So you know that makes you feel a little bit better too, you know those cheaters down there in Houston. But uh, yeah, overall it it was it was a fun playoffs this year for baseball. There was some some teams that made some runs and there was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't think most people expected the Braves to really make it out of the NL, right? Everyone kind of thought the Dodgers had it locked up when, when the Dodgers were struggling with the giants, people thought the giants were going to take it for the NL. Sorry about that one for you, Benny. Um, you know, I actually, futures I have, bet you had there on the giants. I have that, that ticket hanging up on a wall with a tack where I drew an L next to it, just to remind myself I'm never, I'm never, you know, too ahead of things. So, you know, you got to just to humble myself a little bit. Cause I was feeling real good about that. Oh, you were, you were loving it. And I mean, the, to your, to your credit, the giants did look unbelievable um, and they played really, really well this year. But I think two weeks to go in the season, they're yeah. first in their division. They're plus 1100 to win the world series. Just because the Dodgers are in the same division. Had to take it. The crazy thing with Atlanta, too, like, they didn't even have, like, Acuna. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, like, you got to think about that. Like, arguably, your best player, they don't even have, and they still win. So, like, that team is going to be scary good moving forward. You know, they're they're fun to watch. I'm I'm happy for them. Really happy the Astros didn't win. I think that's just yeah, it's pretty universal. Really, I would feel like uh, yeah, but, but, uh, that was uh, that was a that was cool. Um, you know, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I enjoy gambling on it. 
that was cool to see that kind of Cinderella story. Everyone loves a good underdog. Absolutely. Regardless of the sport. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on too, uh, with the chance when we get to have Derek on the show, obviously the Buffalo bills, Derek, how you feeling? It's, we got to um, we got to touch base here on on the Bills here. Interesting stretch coming up game wise. Um, you know, should be a murder scene. It should this upcoming be weekend. Um, I'm hoping for it uh, after last week's little lackluster game. A little um, nerve wracking there for a bit, guys. People yeah. are asking, are the Bills frauds? Nobody's asking that. Not one person is asking. People are asking. Nobody's asking that. We don't. I, I don't. Need, I don't. I don't. I don't you know. You know who the only person that probably would have the stones to ask that question is that rat, Mike Florio. That's the kind of guy I could see bringing up a point. Wow. Like that. Fucking rat. Nick. Nick Wright. Nick Wright, maybe. Shit. Maybe that squirrel, Colin Coward. No, Colin. Colin's been on the Bills train lately. Is he? Yeah. Okay. It's Sorry, Nick, Colin. It's it's Nick that's been the fucking. In his well, I think I, I do think though well, so. with Nick yeah. Wright, like. And and I think this about any of those. Nick Wright is definitely a Steeler homer too. But here's the thing: I think this about any of those sports uh, personalities, especially on those type of shows. Right? You're talking about your Nick Wrights, your Skip Bayless, your Stephen A. Smith. Like Uh, those type of those type of figures. But that's the thing, right? Is like, does Nick Wright actually think half the shit that comes out of his mouth? I would say no. I would say probably not. But what so like happens, he says it, and then all these angry Bills fans go at him on Twitter, and it's like, all right, folks, thanks for playing. You just pumped up my engagement and made me more money. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I Like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't really look into, like, what those people say, whether I agree or disagree, just because all they want is clicks and listeners. And, like, you know, they're not actually giving you, I think, what they really think. Um, yeah. The way that this season is going, um, Skip Bayless might have the most punchable face I've ever seen. The way that this season is going, um, it's a long season, obviously, with the extra game. Um, injuries have been pretty bad. It seems to be that the team that can stay the healthiest is going to win the whole damn thing. Um, yeah. You're seeing it with Tennessee. They were just getting hot, and now Derrick Henry just went down. Um, they got AP though. Yeah, they got AP. It would have been sick in like 2008. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how you, it goes. But you write off AP. I don't think Tannehill is going to be your answer. I think, I mean, obviously, like Tannehill succeeds because Derrick Henry obviously opens up the field for you like 95% of the time because you have to worry about him. Yeah. But um, as far as the AFC goes, I mean, pretty wide open. I mean, Cincinnati, I thought was going to be a problem, but they just took a dive to the Jets. Um, they've they've been doing all right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's really up for the taking. Um, NFC is pretty solid. I mean, the but the Bucks Bucks lost this week too. Um, the Trevor Simeon, the last. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what I mean. There's what do like, you guys take on Jameis? I felt bad for Jameis. It's hard to not I, feel bad. I, for I'm James. a I'm a Jameis Winston. Yeah, I feel fan. bad for him. I, I think he gets I, a lot of crap for the stealing the crab legs. I I love Jameis. I think he gets a lot of crap for being blind. Well, yeah, but now he's got LASIK and he can yeah. see. Yeah. Um. I mean, imagine that, right? Like Jameis Winston takes so much shit 
but the year before he signed with New Orleans and he took the backup job to Breeze, when he was playing his full season uh, with the Bucs, he led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Now, he also threw 30 interceptions, which was a record and which was unbelievable. Like, I don't know how you even do that. He just airs it out. The guy didn't even have LASIK surgery, wasn't wearing contacts. He couldn't even see, and he threw for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Like, you can't say that that guy doesn't have top 10 quarterback talent. Oh, he definitely does. You know, and like, does. That's why, it, like, it kind of sucked to see, like, I mean, obviously it sucks anytime someone suffers an injury, but for him to go down with an ACL and not get to play a full season as a starter this year, like, I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's week one, I mean, he handed the Packers their only loss of the season in a yeah. route. So it's like the guys, the guy can play. And it, and it stinks because I think he gets a lot of a lot of haters for, you know, stuff that he did when he was stupid and, you know, 19, 20 years old in college. And, you know, he's he's good. He's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's frauds, though. So frauds down in San Diego or Los Angeles. So, Sorry. so the reason the, the reason Chargers. I said that, Derek, and I like kind of say so jokingly, but. So I was in a I, I'm in a group message with some buddies here and like obviously like I'm the only like Steelers fan or I'm honestly the only one in the group that's not a Bills fan, right? Yeah. And I was watching the Steelers game at one o'clock on Sunday. So I actually didn't see any of the Bills game, but all I saw was this group message blown up and the Bills guys were like one of them straight up said, We're frauds in the first half. Oh and God. like I really hate Bills and fans. No, They're I know, so but like and, and that's an overreaction, but then as you look into it, I was like kind of trolling a little bit because last year all I heard as a Steelers fan was like, oh, worst undefeated team through 10 games I've ever seen, this, that. They haven't played anyone. So a stat through this week in the AFC East before this week, the only team in the AFC East who had beat an opponent that had a winning record this year was the New York Jets. The New York Jets now just beat their second team with a winning record, and the Patriots beat their first team with a winning record when they beat the Chargers. The Bills have played seven games. They've played two games against the team with a winning record, being the Steelers and Titans, and lost both of those. And I think we can all agree the Steelers probably aren't that great this year. So, like, that's why I'm saying that is, yeah, their record's good, and, like, yeah, you shit on teams like the Texans, but, like, you should like, you know, it's like, okay. Like how good are the bills? I don't know. Let's not, let's you can not only beat what's not, in front of you. Let's no, not I, under, I understand that. that. I understand that. But that, what that, I'm saying that, is like, that's, how, that is very alarming, but like, I guess you can take that with a grain of salt because like, obviously like the chiefs should be in that category. Like they should no, be on they're that. They're not good. Yeah, but they're not. But like at the beginning of the year when we played them, like they were in that situation. They were in yeah. That so I look. I will see, say the thing with the Chiefs. Outlook was very like, different at that time. The Chief, I agree with you. But the Chiefs, like for them, right? You have a situation where I think it's you get like the name brand recognition, right? Where you see some names on that roster, but they are just objectively not a very good football team. Oh right? yeah, like, no, they're playing. You know bad. what I mean. They're so like, very bad. so like, that's where 
like I kind of jokingly say that half jokingly and like half trolling, like just to, to kind of like start a little debate with like my friends that are Bills fans. But it's also like I think it's like a very real question of like we don't the really unfortunate know th- how the good that team is. The unfortunate thing is that we have a pretty weak rest of our schedule, so it's yeah. like we can't really, you know, like we can only. I guess go off of who we play and what we do, and I guess we'll have to see once playoffs come. Are the, but Bills, I think that- are the Bills the Cincinnati Bearcats of the NFL? Could <laughs> I'm be. Just I'm Could just be. It's um, gonna. It's gonna be interesting. You know. Um, that's. Uh, I'm excited to see. You know. Get them to the playoffs. Get them. You know. See if. And who knows too? Like, what is the Bills' remaining schedule? Even we don't know what. Team I mean, the thing is, I think to. I think to to reframe what I was saying is like I think they are, they've got to be like what I said a couple episodes ago. Like the the AFC is going to I think end up running through Buffalo. Like I think they are the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, but I'm still not sure how good they really are. And then you look at teams in the NFC, which I think is a bit stronger. And I'm like, man, like some of these AFC teams that could end up getting to the Super Bowl, whether it be the Bills, whether it be, you know, if the Chargers turn it back on. You got a tough game in the Colts in a couple weeks. And then the Saints are right afterwards. Like November, like there's two easy games in November. But you're playing a taste of Bill Saints? Jags and Jets. Yeah, it will be a Taysom Hill, but it's also on Thanksgiving. So, so I mean, that's, Thanksgiving prime time in in uh, New Orleans. Like if if the Bills played against the Bucks or the Packers right now, they do. They play the Bucks December twelfth. Right. Like, do they win that game? I don't know. That's going to be a good test for them. Also, a short game. Uh, I hate that. It's a that the we play the Patriots Monday night after it after the the Thursday night, which is a long, long. long so they got they got two against the Patriots still, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a long. Yeah. That's that's that. Those are gonna be. You got a Monday night. You got your Monday night, which is a long week after the Thursday, but then you have a short week against the Bucks <clears throat> because you play Monday night and then you play. That's only one day though. I know, but it's yeah. it's an away game though. That's that's a big thing. I think I think the short week matters a lot more when you play like Sunday and then you have to turn around and play again. Definitely, and like like a yeah, and a West Coast, especially if it's a West Coast opponent. I mean, you're going to yeah. it's still, but you know, it's still a, it's one less day of practice for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Um, but yeah. I want to circle back to hockey a little bit because it's going to segue into our final segment. Boys, right now, if I give you $100 cash and we drive to the casino. Pittsburgh Penguins. (laughs) God, you just ruin it for everyone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As I was saying, for those listening, I give you $100. And I want all of you to think about this too, listening right now. I give you 100 bucks cash. You're going to the casino of legal age, of course, to place a sports bet and to enter a casino. 
and you can only place a futures bet on the winner of the Stanley Cup. Who are you putting that 100 bucks on and give me one reason why? Who wants to go first? I'm pulling up. I'm just Do you want me to go the, first? Do you want me yeah, to go first? But I'm I'm also pulling up like the Stanley Cup um futures odds right now. Okay. I'm going to tell you who I'm doing because I got news for you folks. Within a couple weeks, I am playing this bet. I'm going to bet this. So timestamp this shit for in the springtime. Okay. I will be putting a wager on the New York Islanders to win the Stanley Cup. That would be my pick for doing that. They added some great experience, Chara Parise. They got Quadzilla, Andres Lee back. Huge. Jordan Eberle lost is going to be tough. Good character guy in the room, pretty reliable. Decor's got more experience back there with Pellick, um, you know, Scott Mayfield, among others. Watch out for the Islanders. They're a pain in the ass to play against. They are built for the playoffs already, in my opinion, and they only got stronger with that, with Chara and, you know, having that sort of leadership in there, like I mentioned, Parise too. So, yeah, and having their captain back, that – I I – the playoffs would have looked a lot different last year, I think, if Andres Lee was healthy and playing for the Islanders. That was a huge loss for that team. I no hesitation would put that that free money on the New York Islanders. But I think they're plus twenty two hundred. I I'm I pulled it up right now. Uh, they're plus eighteen hundred right now. Oh, is that the crew looking? If you're looking for a plus twenty two hundred bet, uh, you could take the Pittsburgh Penguins at that price. Uh, you could also take the caps at that price as well. I like but, the caps uh, too, but I'm uh, leaning. I'm I'm sticking with the island. My New York island. See, that's where, like for me, Benny, that's actually a team that popped into my head as well. And the main reason being, we're talking betting, right? So for me, I mean, I don't know if I could put a hundred dollars of my hard-earned money on the New York Islanders. Um, I just don't. I didn't say I that. That it. wasn't the question. Oh, I, I give you money, but still, but still, I I don't know. Based on principle, just because I don't like the Islanders, I think they're they're a very good team. Um, the people of Long Island are very lucky to have them. I just don't like them because every time the Penguins play them, they give them a handful in the playoffs, and then they get. Oh, bounced. here we go. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to look at teams that are. I look well. I'm looking at value. Right, like well, the Penguins get in the playoffs, and it's hard. Mm. No, but I'm saying, like, obviously, like if a team, if you play a team every year, and you play them two, three years in a row, and you get bounced, like, obviously, you're not going to like that team, like, you know. Yeah, I I understand that, but you know, as that's the you're. I feel like you're letting the fan and you do the talking there. No, that's yeah, but that's why I'm also I'm looking for value. I would have loved the Islanders at like plus two thousand or higher. I mean, plus eighteen hundred is pretty close. I mean, um, there's other there's other teams, right? Like if I have a hundred dollars to bet on a team, Colorado's at plus five hundred right now. I'm not taking that. It's not enough. It's not enough juice for me to really care. Fair, you know. Um, I'd almost I I kind of and I I talked about them earlier. Plus twenty eight hundred, the New York Rangers are sitting there. Take a fucking long shot. I don't know if it's a hundred free dollars. Why am I not gonna pick a team that has a high payout? 
you just said it's not my money, right? So, like, I'm just trying to be like, fuck it, I don't care if I lose $100. Like, Wouldn't, don't you want to try to win, though? Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that. I don't think that they're like that crazy, like delusional of a pick. I think that's about as high on the list as I can go before I'm like, this team doesn't have a prayer. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. Shesterkin, Shesterkin turns it on and looks like the stud goalie right now. You've got guys there like like Fox on the back end, obviously won the Norris last year. You have a couple number one, number two overall picks up front that are still in the first three years of their contracts in the league. Like, I don't think it's nuts to think that that team could get into the playoffs and then maybe make a little bit of noise. Yeah, that's where I agree with you on that. But making noise isn't winning the cup. You but I also, think so the, I also think with the Islanders, though, too, that play style, I don't know if it wins a cup. They get here's the thing though. I, I don't get this this idea that the Islanders play boring hockey. I think it's a narrative I, I'm, for, boring. I'm just saying like, it's, like, like conservative. Kind of the, it's kind of like what the Rangers did for an extended period of time with Lundquist, where they had they played really good defense and they win a lot of lower scoring games. But then when it comes down to it in the playoffs, you got to be able to put the puck in the net a lot. But and the they, Islanders can. Right. But when you're playing teams, they don't put – how many goals a game are they scoring right now? I want to look up the stat. I mean, the last few years, I feel like they've been very middle of the pack with that. Like, you know, you got to play against a team like Tampa or whatever when playoff time comes around. If you got a team that's putting five, six goals in every night, like – you're not keeping up with that with their style of play. What what line would you say? Look at how important that third line was for Tampa the last two cups. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's a comparable style to the Islanders. That allowed Tampa to not only do what they do well, they could in a lot some nights when they need to, they can beat the Islanders at their own game. No. So Correct. that's so that's kind of something where now if you switch that out, you take Goodrow, Gord, and why am I blanking on the other one? Coleman, gone. That line's gone. Now you're kind of can they? Now the Tampa almost has to win high scoring games. I don't know that you're going to do that against the Islanders with that goalie tandem and with that defensive style and that quick strike ability they have offensively and they got Anders Lee back who's one of the toughest you can't move that guy in front of the net I don't care if you're Victor Edmund you ain't moving him just my thoughts I digress though I've been talking enough Derek I'm gonna make an easy decision uh it's the fucking Hurricanes you guys are all dumb <laughs> Hurricanes are plus 1600 yeah that's fine with me I don't care they fucking it's are wipe they're wiping the wiping teams and they added goalie which was literally their like prime like their Need. their main yeah yeah the Mrazek was not doing it all of their forwards are nasty they've got solid they've got solid defense i think it's underrated their, defense, their year. in my opinion I think, yeah i think it's their year yeah. finally that's going to um, be interesting side note uh john vogel just tweeted uh i hear the sabers are feeling added external pressure 
not grievance related to get a deal done today. So buckle up there, fellows. Do we what just the hell stay does on that all mean? night? Uh, emergency emergency edition if needed maybe but um i what is the ex, what is the pressure i don't know I, it'll be interesting to see what that is i don't get it yeah. but uh yeah i want to finish up real quick i know tudor wanted to talk about this <laughs> we're we're in peak beer league season folks can i read the email you go ahead we'll break all right yeah. so the read the first league. just read the first paragraph. The other so, the yeah, second this, paragraph. This is the beer league that Benny and I play in. And our captain sent a screenshot to our group message just basically outlining, like, hey, this is what's going on. So here it is. Captains. First, we had an off-ice physical altercation the other night. The player yeah. responsible is now banned from the league, and Buffalo Police was called and charges were filed. Show up to play civilized hockey or don't show up. <laughs> now, hang on. Now, we had we had an incident in our game last week where one guy on the other team got thrown out for trying to rough up our dear boy, Matthew Keeler. All right. Now, Cavo <laughs> courageously stepped in and grabbed this guy and mixed it up a little bit. Cavo didn't throw any punches. You just kind of like grabbed the guy like against the boards and kind of like held him. Um, and so this guy gets literally picked up off his skates by the ref and like skated <laughs> toward the, the door. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest guy in the world. And best part of the whole thing was in the third period, it was a close game. We were up one and Cavo's out there. He scores a goal to put us up to and kind of ice the game. And he just looks over at the guy that got thrown out who is standing on like on the glass on the other side and the whole way skating back to center ice for the face off Cav is just staring at him. <laughs> right. Funny. One of the funniest things I've ever seen, but like, this is the shit that goes on that I cannot wrap my head around. No, Folks, yeah. we all have to go to work in the morning, and I don't care if you score a hat trick tonight. Kevin Adams is not knocking on your door and asking you to come play for the Sabres. That's why so I, why the hell are you showing up to Beer League trying to fight? That's why I stepped away from it for a little while. Like, I just, like, can't. I haven't made my my debut back, and that's literally one of the main reasons why is like I just can't deal with fucking goons like that. Dude, it's it used to be fun when you were a kid, but it's... like it's here's the thing: it's fun when you chirp each other and and things like that, and it gets like a little bit intense, right? Because we're all competitors, but like yeah, but someone's waiting why are for you, you in the lobby? Punches yeah. or like waiting for someone in the parking lot to fight, like how ridiculous now Benny with like one of my favorite chirps, like last week, you know, <laughs> sitting. So, so, uh, face off comes down in like our zone, like closest to our bench. So defenseman on the other team is like lined up, like kind of near where our bench is. And he's got, he's got like these shells on and stuff. And I forget what logo is on them. It was <laughs> like the team. It was literally like, the oh, yeah, it was, team. so yeah, they were like... the chiefs, right? Because every beer league has to have a team. That's the chiefs from Slapshot and like super, copy their jerseys. Super original. So he had these chiefs shells on and he skates up 
And Benny just leans over the glass right before the face-off and goes, hey, bud, what round did you get picked in? <laughs> and I don't know why, but I just lost it. Like, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff that I want to see happen in beer league. Like, those kind of chirps that are just absolutely hilarious. But, like, what are we doing throwing punches here? Yeah. Like, Couldn't agree more. I show up to throw a couple toe drags, see if I can do it, throw something off a crossbar, you know, have a little fun, have some fun chirps, fire one back at me, Suck you know, down some beers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. So I guess the, the ending message for this, I'll speak for Tudor a little bit for all you, you folks that got to show up, you got to do your stick handling drills in the, the lobby before the game, you're snorting pre-workout whatever the hell you're doing that gets you that wound up it's over you're done it's over my favorite my favorite thing to tell people though it, is like <laughs> we're we'll be in like our our games or whatever and someone will be like talking about what junior league or like what league they played in at some point it's like bro i never even played organized hockey and you're in the same fucking game that i am give it a rest (laughs) yeah it's uh it's interesting i it's one of those things you got to put up with though to to play the game now yeah that's just the way it is you know there's good and bad with everything right but is it do you think do you think because i've obviously never like lived in other parts of the country or like kind of i've only experienced beer league hockey in buffalo like do you think that stuff is amplified or any worse here because of the level of hockey in buffalo like you have a ton of ex-hockey players that played at relatively high levels whether it be junior college professional i think that's you a know, good point yeah. like where if you go to like a different city like i'm thinking you know, places that people move to now, like my cousin was a pretty good hockey player growing up and he lived down in North Carolina for a while and played in a beer league down there when he lived there. And it's like, I wonder if you go to places like that, that aren't hockey hotbeds where you have so many really good ex players, if it's not really like that. I think it's probably like it to an extent. I think it might not just be the, the competitiveness might not be there. So the, the, that bad shit comes out when it's just like lopsided where it's not like good games and stuff. Maybe that would be my guess. I think a lot of what we see, it's comparable to what you'd see in like the Boston area or in Massachusetts up in Canada and different parts, obviously. But it's an interesting point to think about for sure. Maybe we do a, when we do our RV tour for the pod someday, we'll, we'll (laughs) tour around to different beer leagues. We'll do some commentary for it. Put yeah. that on the. We'll put that idea on the corkboard. That really makes me want to go through with Derek's idea, though, of miking us up for a beer league game. Because, I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, we'd get some good content there. Yeah, I agree. Well, with that in mind, we've already gone over our time because these things fly when it, when it's us three. We we don't get a chance to do it every time by any stretch. So when we do, and we had a lot going on with the cycle stuff. Definitely more to come on that. Thanks everybody once again for listening. Thanks for tuning in to episode 37 of Just Dishing It. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, give us a follow, share it on your story, whatever the case is, give it a retweet. And once again, keep an eye out for that new merch drop. Like I said, it's coming soon. More to come on that. Make sure, shout out one last time for our buddy Xander. 
Go stream crew noise. It's out everywhere. Heater. Take care, everybody. <laughs>